0: Welcome back to the Press Box. Now back to Frank Cusimano and Bob Ramsey on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. And welcome back. Hollywood Casino Press Box, all-new Five Night of the Fan. Frank Cusimano with Bob Ramsey. We are here till 12 o'clock at 1045. Anthony Beck, the coach of the Battle Hawks, is going to join us, and we'll talk some Mizzou sports with Eli Hoff from the Post-Dispatch. To clarify, it's SLU's worst losing streak since 2010-11. You were right. Um, The Jim Cruz era.
1: All right. After he had won National Coach of the Year. Yeah. Just goes to prove you can really coach, but you got to have players.
0: Yep. So it is Super Bowl week, and when we think of Super Bowl week in St. Louis, we think of the tackle by Mike Jones. From the 10, probably the final play of the
2: game in regulation.
0: He cannot! Mike Jones made the tackle! There we go. Mike, welcome to the program. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. How about yourself, Frank?
0: Very good. How about uh, right off the bat, um, last week was the anniversary of it. How many texts, and how often do you actually, during the course of a week or a month or a day, do people remark to you about the tackle?
2: Uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot more this week than last week. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, we're getting close to 25 years now, so uh, this 20 to 24 last week. So yeah, it's uh, I get I get phone calls during Super Bowl week for sure.
1: Please indulge us and take us through the moments, and then through up up through the tackle, but the moments you're on the field, what's uh, what are the defensive signals called? And I know a lot of it kind of probably gets inside, you know, the X's and O's, but I love hearing that stuff, even if I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) But kind of take us through that last play, starting from uh, when they came out of the huddle.
2: Well, you know what it is, when when we, we run the same defense, it's ironic. Everyone talks about red zone defense, and the way we play defense bud carson was the architect of it and a lot of guys are still kind of doing it it's a, it's a basically one coverage that encompasses everything it is it, called 7 but when you're in when we're in a sub package we double it and you call it 77 because we'll have two safeties and they'll call both sides of the field what we're playing mm-hmm. so we'll call the front it was it was it was base 77 blast which is a blast is a line stunt and and then we ran the seven covers. Now, just because you hear seven doesn't mean you got to hear what the safety says. The, the seven just kind of puts you where you need to be at. Uh, but the the safeties dictate what we do. So basically, on our side, we ran what they would call a match zone in basketball. Somebody run through the middle. I'm the I'm the post guy. I got to run through with the middle with them, mm-hmm. and also cover basically protect the, the goal line is the basket. So I got to protect the goal line. I got a safety over top of me in a corner outside me. So when the ball is snapped, you know, Frank Wycheck runs upfield, and I'm running with him. I mean, but I'm still looking through his shoulder because I always got to protect the middle of the, or the, or the field. So I'm looking, and I see Kevin the whole time, and I tell everyone the same thing. I mean, I thought I was going to kill him. I think Kevin saw him. <laughs> so you know, I plant, and I come downhill, and he runs a, a, a route that Marshall was – I mean, tremendous. It, it, we call it an angle route, but they would change, change it up in the field. Marshall would sometimes run, fake, the, fake the, the linebacker out and go across the formation. Or if they thought he could get up the seam, he would run up the seam. Well, in this case, Kevin was coming back like it was what we call an angle route. And I'm coming downhill on him. And, of course, Marshall was fast, but Kevin is a wide receiver, so he'd be a little quicker. So. It went from me killing them to me getting him on the ground. Now the, the ironic thing was, Kevin knew that coverage because two reasons: uh, Bud but Carson and Buddy Ryan ran some of the defenses, and Jeff Fisher was a Buddy Ryan disciple. Oh, they knew what coverage we were running. They knew how we was going we were going to cover it because again, it, it's all about you know adjustment. So they knew that I was gonna be, that wide receiver was going to be matched up on a linebacker, and they thought he would beat me to the spot. I got to the spot before he didn't got him on the ground. All right, you're Steve Wilks now, and
0: you have to deal with uh, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time in Patrick Mahomes. What do you uh-huh. do there, like with, say, the middle linebacker Fred Warner? How how do you play Mahomes on Sunday?
2: Well, I mean, the, the, everything runs through with Kelsey. I mean, you can say what you want. And the, and the young kid, Bryce is playing well. But, I mean, I, it, Kelsey wouldn't beat me. I would say, you know what? If Rice beats me, he beats me. If they run the ball and they, they beat me, run the ball, they beat me, run the ball. But Kev, Travis Kelsey's not going to beat me. So I think they're going to bracket him everywhere he goes. Now, of course, Andy Reid knows that because, hey, for the last five years they've been doing it. So it's going to be a chess match of who can get the ball to the right person at the right time. The other thing is the 49ers, and, I, and I'm and i a little disappointed at front four. I thought they would be better up front than they are. They're, they're, they're not – as dominant as I thought they would be. But again, don't to be dominant one game. And that's this Sunday. So, you know, I, I thought with the, the picking up, you know, they have Bolson and then the, the chase kid, young kid, those, I thought those two edge guys would, would make something happen. Cause they got their good inside. Their linebacker plays great where they struggle at where they're probably the weakest part at to me is the secondary. And that. That's not what you want to be weak at when you're playing the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because we think about Kansas City throwing the ball, but with the way the 49ers have stopped the run uh, ineffectively, they dealt with the run yeah. ineffectively. Then and, and Pacheco's been out of sight, so Kansas City should yeah. come come out uh, maybe running the ball with Pacheco. Now on the other side, um, how does Steve Spagnola do deal with this 49er offense? It's like. Pick your own poison. I mean, if you take away one, there's four others.
2: It's the same, the same concept. I mean, McCaffrey is Travis Kelsey. I mean, you got to take him out of the game. The secondary and the Kansas City Chiefs, the one thing I, I don't think they get no credit for, they may have the best secondary in, in, in the NFL. Those guys, yeah. safeties, corners, as a combination of those four or five guys, I I would venture to say there's not a better group out there. So if I again, if I if I'm Smacknol, I'm you know I'm daring to, you know to do playing our strength because they can rush the passer. We got a great secondary. Probably their weakest part of the defense is a linebacker play. So, but they can make that up. So I'm, the question is, can they? Can they do enough defensively to stop the run? And can they do enough offensively to get up on them where they're making them throw the ball? Like, if they if they played, if the same thing happened last week where they had to throw the ball in the second half, when they shut the run down, Kansas City's defense is too good. There, there there wasn't enough picks, I mean, because Kansas City intercepts the ball, they knock the ball down, they attack the quarterback. If they get up on, if the Chiefs get up on them, it's not going to go like it did last week. You're going to see their quarterback on his back.
0: Uh, Speaking of the quarterback, I want to get your take on uh, Brock Purdy. I don't know if you guys or if anybody really heard this because somebody texted it to me. It was on Facebook Mm -hmm. called the 411, the Raiders page. And as we've heard uh, for the last week or so, Cam Newton, for some reason, keeps like taking little shots at Brock Purdy, and whether people want to admit this or not, when you are labeled a game manager, that is basically an insult, it really is. So finally, Brock Purdy fires back, I can't believe he said this, he said this, Cam might be right, I may be the 10th best player on my team, but I know there are over 90 quarterbacks on NFL rosters, and he ain't one. Hmm. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he shoots and scores. <laughs> right, right, right. How about an impression? You know, Go ahead. No, what I was going to say is, is I, and again, can it get to you that they keep managing saying you're a manager of the game? Yeah, I mean, these guys are professional athletes. You know, he took them to the NFC Championship game, in which he got hurt. Then this year they're in the, in the Super Bowl, and yet they're saying he's managing managing the team. Now – you know they got very good players. You know they got top wide receivers. They got one of their best tight ends. They got great offensive line. They got a great running back. You know, and then you, you talk about a guy that was the Mr. Irrelevant. So you know they they play that, and they even know he's a heck of a football player. But you, you do the math on it, and you, you start saying, "Well, you're the tenth guy, um, tenth best guy on the on a Super Bowl team." The way I see it, that's been pretty good company. I, you know, I got a <laughs> Super Bowl ring, and I'm the tenth best player on the team that won a championship. So I'm, and now I can flip back and say, well, I might be the 10th best player in the NFL if that's the case. So, you know, there's a way to playing it the back if you want to shoot back at him. Yeah, so when
1: you compare the two, and, it, and I know it's, um, you know, it's not quarterback versus quarterback, but from your linebacker's right. point of view... Um, Give me the differences in what you're looking for, what you're seeing from that linebacker spot, and what you have to do to slow down Purdy. You already mentioned Kelsey versus McCaffrey from the defensive Mm -hmm. side. What about the two quarterbacks?
2: Well, the two quarterbacks, I think, um, both those guys scrambled. They're they're not going to fool you as uh, a great uh, runner. But they do enough to get around in the pocket and, and get positive yards. So you got to keep them in the pocket. You, sometimes I think guys, because they're not, they don't run read on, they don't do all these different things, that they don't think these guys are athletic. I mean, I think, I think both those guys are 28, 29 years old. So they're, they're not quite at their prime yet, or, or they're just about there. So these guys can still run around. They're still young enough. They can they make them up on this. So you got to keep them in the pocket. Um, they, at, at with the 49ers is a little different because the 49ers they rely so much on their front seven the secondary you gotta worry about it so they're probably gonna have somebody spy somewhat uh uh spy uh, Mahomes on the on the um with the the chiefs i think they're gonna try and get them with four guys and and they can afford to spy guy because they got that's that good in the backfield so they're probably gonna spy the quarterback and bring them late if i was them i would I will spy him and then bring him late because once you don't account that guy in the, in the uh, protection, he can pause, they look away, and then he can come up and, and both those teams, linebackers, run well enough. Not, the quarterback's not going to outrun right, so getting. They can spy them.
0: Yeah, by the way, I'm getting a text saying that it, it may be a fake quote, so it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like Brock Purdy, but it was a good retaliation right. if it was Brock Purdy. And, oh, by the way, in his first 26 games, he's got more wins more touchdowns and more yards than those other forty nine er Hall of Famer quarterbacks named Joe Montana and Steve Young. Not saying he's as good, exactly. but he's been plenty good. You in his know first what? Twenty six. If, you, if
2: you're blessed with a good team, yeah. The way I see it, if you're blessed with a good team. I, I don't have to apologize for having a good football team. Yeah. You know, I got good <laughs> football players. You know, why am I apologizing right. for having the best wide receivers, tight end, and running back? That's you know, hey, that's great for me. Um. All right. Give us your prediction. Who's going to win? You know what? I like the Chiefs. Um, again, they're playing the best. Now, if you'd asked us this five weeks ago, hey, hey, people weren't even thinking they were gonna make the playoffs. So they went from a team that was fighting to get in the playoffs. Now they're 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 a game away from being back to back Super Bowl champions. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey's playing extremely well. The young kid Rice, and then you know Pacheco is really running the ball well. They figured out how to <laughs> not get caught. I'm just gonna say it that way on the offensive line, so they've done a great job up front in the playoffs of trying to keep the penalty down. Defensively, I think they're probably one of the most underrated defenses out there. I mean, Everyone talks about, you know, they're good, but they may be the best defense out there, maybe maybe even better than Baltimore. Mm. But I just think their secondary is that much better. It is really good. So, yeah, so I mean, I, th- I think, you know, they're, they're good across the board. They've been there before. they won it, uh, and they know what it takes to win. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. No, to, I mean, I think it's gonna be a roller coaster like it was last time. I mean, it's not gonna be a low scoring game. They're gonna they're going to probably both team's probably gonna be close to thirty. So it's probably gonna be probably thirty five to thirty one or something like that.
0: Tori's gonna to find out this week about the Hall of Fame. Uh give us a little insight at practice. Is it true that there were times that the ball never hit the ground with that offense in ninety nine?
2: Uh you know what? It, it's ironic you say that. We I took when I was coaching over Hazelwood East. When we went one state, I took the team out there to see, see, see them practice. So when we got done practicing, this is in 2008, you can imagine this. I was, and then So we go over there, we watch the practice, they get done, and I said, okay, what do you guys recognize? And the first thing they said was, the ball never touched the ground. Hmm. I said, I tell you guys that, that all the time. And that was nine years after that. So, I mean, the one thing I would say about Coach March and, and the Rams doing that, that run, they're right, the ball never touched the ground. If the ball was up, Either the Rams are going to catch it or no one's going to catch it. So they did a phenomenal job of getting the ball, Kurt and whoever else was playing quarterback, getting the ball to the right guy, and that guy catching it and then going.
0: And where will you be on Super Bowl Sunday?
2: I will be in Kansas City. My uh, family, all my family in Kansas City are going to get together, so we're going to go to KC and watch the game.
0: Awesome stuff. Mike, we appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thanks, guys. All right, Mike Jones joining us. What a delightful person. Yeah. We'll take a short time out. The UFL has announced their schedule. Anthony Beck will join us next.